Today is Wednesday, January the 17th, 2024, and this is a Daily Inc. update. U.S. Navy SEALs have intercepted a ship that was bearing missile parts made in Iran that were headed to the country of Yemen. Yemen would no doubt be launching them at Israel in the future. The U.S. Navy SEALs boarded a sailing vessel off the coast of Somalia in the Arabian Sea. That ship was loaded with the missile components. The 14 crew members were detained and the vessel was sunk. The ballistic missile and cruise missile components were going to be handed off to the Houthi militants in Yemen who have declared war against Israel ever since the conflict broke out in the Gaza Strip last October. Now, this was the same operation where two Navy SEALs were knocked into the ocean while boarding that vessel and are now considered lost at sea. Early entrance polls that were taken by CNN during the Iowa caucus are very revealing. Trump received a reported 55 percent vote from evangelicals that took part in that poll with CNN. Ron DeSantis garnered 24 percent of the evangelicals and Nikki Haley gained, gained 12 a poll conducted by the Des Moines Register before the caucus showed similar numbers with Trump coming in at around 51 percent with the evangelicals in that state. Also interesting from the Wall Street Journal, which conducted a poll on that same day, is how well Trump did among Republican women in Iowa. 54 percent voted for Trump, with 53 percent of Republican men planning to vote for Trump at the caucus. Now, here's the real clincher in this CNN entrance poll. 68 percent of those headed into their Iowa precinct do not believe that Joe Biden legitimately won the 2020 election, with 30 percent saying he did. Next week, in the New Hampshire primary, that state has fewer evangelicals and more independents. In fact, New Hampshire has 340,000 registered independent voters, which is more than the registered Republicans or Democrats in that state. So it will be interesting to see how the numbers flesh out there. Hunter Biden's former art dealer is making waves with recent comments he made to Congress. George Burgess owns galleries in New York and Berlin, Germany, and sold Hunter Biden's paintings from 2020 to 2023. Burgess revealed to the House Oversight Committee the level of involvement that Joe Biden had in this art arrangement. Burgess said that Joe called him and met him at the White House. Burgess also told the House Oversight Committee that he was asked to notify Hunter of the names of the buyers of his art, which is in direct contradiction to the narrative that was put out by Joe Biden, that there was some sort of ethical agreement made in which Hunter did not know who was purchasing his artwork. Burgess was asked by those on the House committee if it was a normal procedure within art purchases to find out who bought it, and he said no. Burgess no longer represents Hunter Biden's art, saying the relationship ended in the fall of 2023. Politico is reporting on the special prosecutor in Georgia, Nathan Wade, who was recently named as the romantic partner to Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis. Willis, of course, is bringing a RICO case against Donald Trump and his associates for challenging the 2020 presidential election results. Wade and Willis's name came up together in a court filing from one of the defendants in the Trump case. Politico is now reporting on court documents involving Wade's divorce. That divorce occurred within a day of him being selected by Willis to serve as special prosecutor in the Trump case. The court documents show that Wade, who has served as a judge and as a divorce lawyer himself in the past, was held in contempt of court for not handing over documents surrounding his income as part of those divorce proceedings. Now, another divorce lawyer in Atlanta, Randall Kessler, spoke with Politico, calling that behavior from Wade bizarre and said that a contempt citation from a judge is not a good position for any lawyer to be put in. Wade entered into a contract with D.A. Willis on November 1st of 2021 and, of course, filed for divorce from his wife of 24 years the day after. Wade then went on to make $700,000 for his work with the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. 
The allegations against Willis and Wade will be discussed in a hearing this February by Judge Scott McAfee. The former director of the National Institute of Health, Dr. Francis Collins, is making a change in his position on the lab leak theory for COVID-19. Collins is now admitting to the House Select Committee on Coronavirus Pandemic that a lab leak theory is plausible and is not necessarily the work of conspiracy theorists. Collins was part of a seven-hour closed-door session with that coronavirus committee. It's headed up by Chairman Brad Wenstrup of Ohio. Wenstrup went on to say that Collins' testimony raises concerns about the U.S. government's role in suppressing and vilifying the lab leak hypothesis as it came from other scientists. Well, all the bigwig globalists and power brokers who want everyone but them to eat bugs and live happily on nothing are currently in Davos, Switzerland, to plot their next effort in gaining further control over humanity. The head of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, is also there, but he's not sounding so confident as of late that the rest of the world is buying into the elite's propaganda on how the world should be ruled. You have this anti-system movement. What we are seeing is a revolution against the system. So fixing the present system is not enough. Now, there is, of course, an anti-system, which is called libertarianism, which means to tear down everything which creates some kind of influence of government into private lives. It's demantling the system. These national story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. Well, I did report on the global elites that are all flying into Davos, Switzerland on their private jets, by the way. This includes, of course, members from the Biden administration like Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and FBI Director Christopher Wray. But guess who else is over there hobnobbing with those who want to rule the world? Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. Now, Kemp told his state legislature that the trip was for him to share Georgia's success story for those who want to learn a thing or two from what Georgia has done in the past. Kemp had to be referring to business and the economy because the state of Georgia is in turmoil over election integrity and the recent case being brought against Donald Trump by the Fulton County District Attorney. Kemp decided to leave the country without addressing the matter that has arisen over the Fulton County District Attorney, Fannie Willis, and her special prosecutor and alleged lover, Nathan Wade. Kemp has not sought to launch any further investigation into the potential violations that Willis and Wade may have committed, although Republicans are asking him to do so, including Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Greene sent a complaint to Kemp and to Georgia Attorney General Christopher Carr to look into the allegations against both Wade and Willis. Meanwhile, a liberal attorney, Andrew Fleischman, has written an opinion piece for the Daily Beast suggesting that if the allegations are proven true against Wade and Willis, then a real conflict of interest has been proven, which would result in Willis being removed from the case against Trump. This would also include her entire team, including Wade. The case would have to go to the prosecuting attorney's counsel of Georgia 
in order to determine who is best qualified to move the case forward. All of this will be determined in February when the judge who is presiding over the case against Trump, Judge Scott McAfee, looks into the allegations that have been brought against both Willis and Wade. Well, the new Open Inc. website got a shout out ahead of the New Hampshire primary. A reporter from Right Side Broadcasting Network was on location in Atkinson, New Hampshire, to cover Trump's expected rally on Tuesday night. During that time, the events of January 6th were being discussed, and that is when the reporter brought up the J6 timeline that has been created and placed on the Open Inc. website. If you look at one of the J6 timelines, Uh, That's been put out by a number of people, including Greg Phillips on Truth Social and others. You can see, uh, and it was, in my opinion, it wasn't even biased right or left. It was just, here's the video, here's what's going on. And then you decide for yourself. That collection cannot be missed when you go to the newly designed front page. It's right there, very visible. Just go to open.inc and click on the J6 timeline collection in order to review the crowdsource videos and the police camera footage that reveals what really happened on that day. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. Update.